Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 72 of Unnecessary Roughness. I am the man, the myth, the legend, Alex Vogel. Hope you're all doing really well today. It's a beautiful Wednesday afternoon recording in the Mahai City Studios, wherever I may be. You can listen in the morning, afternoon, evenings, middle of the night, middle of the day, maybe even on your break. Welcome to the show of Unnecessary Roughness. Get a lot on tap. Got the Denver Broncos draft just right around the corner. We're going to talk about that. The number fifth pick. What will the Broncos do with it? Will they either A, trade back, or pick a quarterback, pick a running back, pick an offensive lineman, or heck, maybe even a defensive back? Who knows? The pick will be in shortly, Thursday evening, around 6 o'clock. You can catch it on Fox. Fox Network will be on national TV, regular TV at that. So you don't know if you don't have cable at home, you can just watch it at home with your buddy's house. You don't have to go to the bar or anywhere else to watch it. You can probably just watch it on regular TV, which is kind of neat. Uh, other big news going on uh, this past week. Sadly, the Colorado Avalanche battled hard, but could not battle enough to move on to the second round in the Western Conference playoffs for the Stanley Cup. Uh, as we all know, Sunday night, the Colorado Avalanche season came to an end. The 5 nothing thrashing by the Nashville Predators. They kind of laid the wood uh, to us, laid our faces, faces in the ice, and uh, they're happily moving on. That's a very strong team. The Avalanche had a great season. Um, from where they came from last year to this year, they've really just... It's kind of nice to see a team grow before your eyes. And really, after last year, get the taste of last year's abysmal 46 points up to a respectful 95 points and 8th seed in the Western Conference playoffs. Not bad. Got some kudos for those. I want to break that down. A lot of the, the rising stars as well on that team as well. I want to talk about that as well. Uh, more so, the Colorado Rockies. They are, they're playing right now in downtown as I speak. Looks like they were winning by a score of 5 to nothing so far in the third Bottom of the third, it's probably a lot more progressed by now in the game. Uh, but we talk about the Colorado Rockies. What's going on with their schedule? What's going on with Trevor's story? What's his story? I mean, he's a strikeout king, but when he wants to, he can really knock the ball out the ballpark, if you will. And um, Rockies are doing okay. They're doing okay. They're about uh, 24 games into their regular season, and quite frankly, they need – Another week or so, we'll get up to 32 games more or so and kind of give it a little more a closer look where this team is, uh, where this team is in the almost the first month of the season, okay? We're talking about that, and obviously, it's sad to say that the Denver Nuggets, they're done. They're over with. Don't got to worry about them. I pretty much just got to skip their segment for about two or three weeks until they, um, they get to the draft lottery, see where they end up here and there. Well, like I mentioned last week, they had a good season of 46 wins, and it just wasn't enough, you know, but they got, uh, but they're on the right, right track as well. Like all the young, uh, like the young talent on that team that's really coming a long way. All right, with that said, guys, we'll get it all set up. Let's lock it down here. Epa, like I said, episode 72 of Unnecessary Roughness, Denver Broncos draft, the number five pick. I'm just beating my head on this. I mean, usually, I mean, sometimes I'm pretty good. There's no really wrong answer here. I mean, what's your pick? The NFL draft is in Dallas, Texas this year. The Broncos' possible number fifth pick could be... This is Sam Darnold. 
I hope not. I don't want a quarterback. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yes, I do want that quarterback. That's the only quarterback I like in the NFL draft is a Baker Mayfield. I only want a Baker. Give me a Baker's dozen because it'll last about a good 12 years in the league. And you know what? I like this guy because he's not a prototypical quarterback, okay? He's not 6'4", 225 pounds. He's six foot. 215, 210 pounds, uh, a quarterback that is a little more scrappy, a quarterback that is, you, you, you know, he wasn't born with the silver spoon in his mouth. I say that as a metaphor to the point is, he wasn't automatically anointed a position. This guy in college sent out 1,000 emails and only got replies back from two of them. Now, it's not Baker Mayfield, that's Josh Allen of uh, the Wyoming Cowboys, who's very tenacious and wants an opportunity just to play in college. I don't mind a Josh Allen, just not in the first round. However, that's the only way he's going to be available in the first 10 picks, in my opinion, unless somehow the Broncos move back from 5, move back to 12, pick Josh Allen, as well as get another speed db in the first round get two picks in the first round with that first pick overall i mean that that, that that would be pretty neat as well i mean i would not i would not mind one bit as a denver broncos fan with his orange and blue goggles on the broncos moving back in the moving back a little bit let's say pick 10 to 12 let's say they trade uh trade back with buffalo and also get another pick at um again they get they get another pick let's say around 20 or 22 that's where a lot of the mock drafts were at, just at a quick glance. And I think as a Broncos fan, as long as you get a couple players, a lot of players in the early days of the draft, day one and day two, like day one is only round one, day two is only round two, and then three, four, five, six, and seven is all on the final day on a Saturday, which is, I, I don't know, I don't think many football teams are filled out that way in the last couple days. More so in the first couple days, that's where a lot of the good prospective talent is if you will but don't get me wrong yes 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 free agents can college free agents can still make a team and have an impact a la rod smith a la chris harris jr even cj anderson for a time being yeah don't forget our boy cj good rest in peace i don't know what team is going to be on next year he probably will not get signed until it's later in training camp when more injuries happen and uh, he will I think CJ will make some team somewhere who are hurting at running back, if you will. But I, I got lots of names here. Baker Mayfield, I mentioned. Saquon Barkley. Boy, that's a dream pick at number five, right? Quentin Nelson. A Quentin Nelson, that's too early to pick a fifth-round pick, isn't it? Quentin Nelson at Notre Dame, the left guard. He's a mauler. He's a road grader. He's a perennial possible all all pro left guard. I don't think he's – it's too early right there. And I think the Broncos, yes, they still need help with that line. But I think with a fifth pick overall, I'd rather see – they had to pick. If there's no quarterback if there's no quarterback like Baker Bayfield available or Josh Allen, the only two I really like, then give me a defensive back, the best one on the board, and his name is Denzel Ward out of Ohio State. Kind of like another Bradley Roby. Who was uh, playing that nickel, that nickel position? Move him over, move him over to the where Talib is at, and then drafted another speed guy to learn that that nickel dime position. 
Uh, along with that Tremaine Brock, the free agent they got out of uh, the Minnesota Vikings. It was just a, he's just a dime um, DB. You know, so it's very... I like the Denzel Ward. Lots of speed. One of the fastest guys on the team. And quite frankly, I think he could be the guy that uh, that's just under the radar that nobody sees. You see him on some mock drafts. Denzel Ward, don't be surprised if you see his name. Sam Donald, Baker Mayfield, if you're lucky, Chubb. Uh, so I don't think will be available. I think Chubb is gone in the first two or three picks. And but they, I don't even like the NFL draft. It's just too much of a what if this player is good and that player is great. And you got, hey, you got a heck of a squad. No, no. What I like to see is give these good players, okay, there's your opportunity on the team. Now get out there and start working. It's the entitlement attitude I can't stand in the NFL where these guys come in. It's like, oh, they went off the work. That's why there's so many busts in the NFL draft. I mean, in general, the Denver Broncos have not done really too well in the draft at all. I mean, their percentage of high-quality players on the team, very far few in between. Derek Wolf, Vaughn Miller. Uh, I can't even think of any more names. I really, really can't. <laughs> Who? Who else is out there? Uh, Garrett Bowles, I'll give you that. Demarius Thomas, I'll give you that. He's been on this team a long time. A good, this will be his ninth year now. Heck, maybe even 10th. I think it's his ninth. Um, Matt, Matt Paradis. I'm trying to think of other players. Uh, just the last year's draft, not good at all. The previous year, not that great. Shane Ray, supposed to be so good three years ago. He's been hurt. He's been, been playing behind all-star Hall of Fame players like uh, DeMarcus Ware. So it's, man, it's really tough out there. There's nothing easy. The only thing I could think of, I really like this Denzel Ward. If not, Mark Baker Mayfield, second round comes along. Bring in a Georgia running back. Have, bring one or two. You know, take your pick. Which uh, I really like the Sony Sony Michelle or another one of the Chubbs, Nick Chubb. Uh, it's kind of wide open here in this NFL draft. It's exciting. If you're not, if you're not into this NFL draft stuff, I don't blame you. It's still football. It's still another something to get excited about. Uh, another excuse to kind of hang around your buddies and just chill and do your thing, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, what else is going on? It's also been announced that there will be picks from Casa Bonita in rounds 5, 6th, and 7th. Those are pretty much the garbage heap of the NFL draft. A bunch of players that they're going to be on the opportunity to come in to training camp in July and make the team. They're going to get that opportunity. But will they make that team? Highly unlikely. Okay? Highly unlikely. More likely to catch a summer cold than making the team. Okay? No, I'm just kidding. Who, who knows? But this picks 5, 6, and 7 at Casa Bonita. It's an excuse to get down there and enjoy some bad Mexican food, if you will. I mean, get down there. Uh, and, you know, maybe it helped the Broncos pick another draft pick here and there. Uh, it's Saturday day, 5th, 6th, and 7th rounds of Casa Bonita to be there or be square. Also, I almost forgot to mention, the Denver Broncos schedule is out and about. Well, the Denver Broncos open up their, on September 9th, the Seattle Seahawks come to town and take on your beloved Broncos at a 225 game, 215 game uh, at the Mile High Stadium. Awesome. 
September 9th, my birthday, Seattle Seahawks coming to town. Following week at the Oakland Raiders, September 16th, the Raiders coming into town. I like that game a lot. Possibility of the Broncos to get off a 2-0 start like they did last year and really keep moving forward. First road game, be at Baltimore. And then uh, the fourth game, week four, versus the Kansas City Chiefs at home. So already we're in the first quarter of the season, open against the Seahawks. Then we got the Raiders. They were on the road, 11 o'clock game in Baltimore. And then Kansas City Chiefs come into town for week four, where Patrick Mahomes where was going to have some game tape on him. He's faced three other defenses. There's going to be a way, a formula, how to beat this guy. Uh, a pretty much a rookie quarterback going into his first full year of uh, playing quarterback here in the NFL. Lights out player. Very athletic. Very dangerous in the read run option. I mean, and quite frankly, I mean that's that's probably the best. The Broncos have a chance to really get out to a start early, early, early on in the first week to go two and zero in the division, be three and zero at home. Maybe they can steal one on the road and open up four and zero. Yes, I am talking with my Denver Broncos orange and blue sunglasses on, but it's a possibility. Why not? Why the heck not? I mean, I think the most important thing is win all the road, win all the home games. Go eight zero at home. Go four and four on the road, or very small variation from that. The Broncos will be well on their way to a successful season. Am I right? Am I wrong? That's only weeks one through four. That's all I really want to go over. It's a long season. Obviously, we got a long way to get into that. Let's get to the draft. But the first, but the NFL schedule is out. Check it out it's on my Twitter account. I'll uh, like to post it on Alex Uvogel Nine is my Twitter. You just want to get a hold of the Denver Broncos schedule, the 2018 schedule and dates. Uh, and it's not too late to get. Go buy your tickets for the game, would you? What are you waiting on? Go buy your tickets. But okay, with that said, I'm going to stick a fork, a big fat holiday fork in the holiday turkey and give this uh, segment a little break. Uh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to break down the Colorado Rockies. How did they fare today against the San Diego Padres? Where do they have next on their schedule? as well as more incidents, issues, and opinions with my other beloved sports teams, Broncos, Rockies, and Avalanche. Nuggets, I'm going to give you the day off because you're pretty much in the offseason enjoying the playoffs. You're enjoying the playoffs on a sunny beach or a nice comfy couch. Take your pick. Is it a lazy boy or is it from Furniture Row? That's the question for you Nuggets players out there. But anyways, guys, hey, it's been awesome. Segment one's in the books. Unnecessary roughness. Right here on my Twitter account, AlexUVogel9. Thanks for joining me. Give me a follow on Twitter and a like, or whatever you got to do, or retweet. But I'll be back momentarily to break down the Colorado Rockies coming up next. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the show Unnecessary Roughness. Right here on the Twitter handle of AlexUVogel9. That's me, Alex Vogel in the flesh. What's going on? All things Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche Nuggets, and whatever I can think of pop culture-wise, uh, I can think of here in the Mile High City on my podcast of Unnecessary Roughness. Thanks for joining me. Um, for the second segment, I'm going to break down one of my favorite segments. I like to call it a lot of things. Either like to call it the Purple People Leaders, the Purple Pinstripers, or the Rock Talk with your Colorado Rockies. And... Uh, a lot of upstates with this team. We were 14 and 12, 26 games into 
the, the regular season, if you will. And I like to do on a report card uh, games at 16, 32, and 50, and even 50 to kind of see where this team's matching up. Uh, I'm going to do that next week. Last week, could catch last week's episode, or I did a review after the first 16 games. going to give it another uh, week. Every other week here, I'll give them an update. That's a good enough sample size to uh, give you what the team is, where, where are they at with pitching-wise, hitting-wise, and where they stack up against the rest of Major League Baseball, uh, if you will. But uh, most recently, today, the game at Coors Field, it was pretty much a strikeout fest, from what I can read from the reports. A combined 27 strikeouts strikeouts that's punch outs that's that's a it's a one to miss two to miss three to misses where batters are are either striking out looking or striking out swinging there's 27 combined strikeouts and that's kind of neat if you're a pitching dual type of you know if you enjoy that kind of skept, uh, spectacle if you will there we go uh, but john gray was credited with the win and 11 count it 11 strikeouts versus san diego padres and the last game of the homestand. You know, more to boot with this homestand is that this is the first series win for the Colorado Rockies up until this homestand where they played the Cubbies, lost that series one to two. And of course, they won this series. The Rockies won this series two games to one, where they take their show on the road. But before that, they had a three and three series uh, homestand record, if you will. And, and and quite frankly, I believe this team, the Rockies, are more dominant on the road because there's less pr pressure in front of their fans. And I think they can just flat out pitch better because they have more pitchers pitchers compared to up here in altitude at 5280. Uh, just my sense. I just think this team is a bit more, for some odd, some odd reason, they do better on the road than they do at home in front of the fans at Coors Field. It just is what it is because the ball travels goofily with the pitching and obviously the ball likes to travel a lot farther because of the light air and excuses excuses yada 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 uh being a colorado denver native i get sick of it but they are what they are uh, they're justifiable excuses if you will if you want to use that but i don't like to give excuses to guys that are million dollar ball players in my opinion my two cents are always free uh let's see here uh rockies have thursday off Got, that's right, Thursday, they have the day off. They're traveling to the Miami, take on the Marlins, who are struggling real bad there. Friday, on the mound, will be Tyler Anderson, the left-handed pitcher at the Miami Marlins, where the game will be uh, one, two, three, the three-game series, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the Miami, they've only won six games for the total of this 2018 season. So I think this would be the first time since the Rockies finally got a home series win. For some odd reason, they got to go out to Miami and just sweep them. Just go steal three in a row before they head to Chicago. That's right. They take on the Chicago Cubs Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, uh, April 30th through May 2nd. Where the, the Rockies will go from Miami to Chicago. And, you know, and the, and the Rockies kind of struggled against the Cubs a little bit. They lost their series uh, one game to two in the series here at home, but now they get a chance to in their backyard in Wrigley Field, 1056 West Addison Street in Chicago, Illinois, which will – let's see how the Rockies do. We'll see how they do. Like I said, Tyler Anderson's left-handed pitcher Friday night after the Rockies get a day off on Thursday, so don't forget it. If you missed it, Carlos Gonzalez or Cargo is on the 10-day – uh, disabled list with a hamstring 
ugh, hamstring tear or strained, excuse me, it wasn't a tear, it was a strained hamstring. And you're just going to shut him down for 10 days, rest up the right, rest up and go from there. Uh, I'm trying to find other news going on here. Trevor Story hit his second career. That's right, second career Grand Slam the other day, two, on Tuesday night, in a game that was like 34 degrees, where the Rockies dominated 8 to nothing in a nice another Rockies big-time win. So, Trevor Story, get great upside on the bats, where he's a power hitter. He's hitting home runs most of the time, if he's not striking out more of the time, most of the time. Trevor Story has an issue with that, to the point to where he's always swinging for the fences. You know, that's just the kind of story he lives in. You know, when, when, he done, when he's doing that, the byproduct is you're going to have lots of strikeouts as well. You get a lot of swings, big swings, and a lot of big misses. But from time to time, when you do hit that, when you do connect with the baseball to the bat and hits it out the park, the 5,000 mark, uh, you know, that's good quality offense. It's a good at-bat. You know? And also on the defensive side with Trevor Story, I think you got to love him as a good shortstop, or he can move over to second base. Good quality defender there in the infield, backing up the pitchers. Good trio. Just in the field in general with Nolan Arenado. And he, he wants to just be on the field with Nolan Arenado because he, for some reason, those guys just play better as a better defensive tandem uh, backing up the pitcher. Uh, just, that's just my opinion. Those are my observ- observations. I mean, I. I don't watch a lot of Rockies baseball, but I go out of my way at least once a week, try to catch a game on TV, watch a game, always catch a score on my phone or on the radio just to listen to them. And I, I just, I just kind of noticed that. I mean, I'll, you can catch me at a game maybe once a month, uh, but I, I just like the combination of Trevor Story, you know, his story three years ago when he came on to the rookie on the scene as a rookie, and just took the batting records by storm. And, but he plays really well alongside that infielder, especially Nolan Arenado and Chris Iannetta at second base. Uh, for the most part, he's a strikeout king for that. I mean, that, that's what bothers me. That's like, that's the story. I mean, I've talked about it in previous shows. I'm like, this dude has a problem with all the darn strikeouts. But he's doing pretty good. He's got seven home runs thus far. I got to fact check that. I didn't quite check that out. But... Most part is good home run hitter, lousy strikeout artist, good to great uh, fielder at the shortstop position. Uh, looking through my news and notes here with the Rockies, not a whole lot going on. Like I said, they got an off day Thursday. Got games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. First, the Miami Marlins in Miami. And then they got a, another road stand. They head out to Chicago to take on the Cubs. Then after that, they take on the Mets. But I'll give you more details when it gets closer to that time come next week's show. Uh, other than that, at 14 and 12, second place in the National League West, I'd say I'm good about, God, I, I looked at their division standings. I'd say about it's too close to be counting how many games they are ahead or behind. But Arizona Diamondbacks, they're a tough team already this year. They gave the Rockies fits earlier in the season, the, home, the season opener, and... They just seem like they're on a mission. It seems like right now they're the best team in the division right now in that National League West. However, it's still too early. I'm not gonna anoint anybody just yet. Not till we get to that 50 game win. Not till we get to the 50 games that they played. Then we'll do a good full thorough review of how this team is coming together and where they're really projected 
honestly, after a good sample size has been put together. Uh, but yeah, you know what? This is episode 72 of Unnecessary Roughness. This is your Colorado rock talk, if you will. But I'm going to throw a curveball at you. And personally, with my orange and blue glasses on, pick Baker Mayfield and let him develop on the bench. That's my official pick from the fifth pick on the 2018 NFL Draft. I know if you guys missed the previous segment, there's always time to hit that rewind button. You know, the Eric, 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 you know, like a cassette plate, a cassette going backwards. And give me Baker Mayfield. I think he'll be there in the fifth spot. A chance to develop him for one or two years behind Case Keenum, an all-pro veteran who knows how to win a lot of football games. He had a special season last year with the Minnesota Vikings. And I think that's the right way where a quarterback – they need to ride the bench at least a solid year just to absorb as much as they can, absorb the speed of the game, look, you know, develop good habits from all pro quarterbacks that know how to do it, a la Case Keenum, and sadly but truly release, cut, cut all ties with um, Paxton Lynch, who was, uh, my opinion, he's kind of a bust. If he was really that good, he would have done something at least his rookie year, if not last year, to secure his season to where he's not crying on the sidelines in Oakland. little crybaby, if you will, in Oakland, if you remember that game. Or, I, I totally retract all the words I just said, and the Broncos were trade with Buffalo or some other team for more picks and quality players uh, later in the first round. Well, that's kind of up to you, Broncos fans. What do you think and say or do, huh? What do you think or say or do? But there's my orange and blue glasses on. I just had to throw that in there. Kind of missed it in the previous segment. I just wanted to get it in there. See what uh, see what y'all thought. What you what do you think? Your pick, your prediction is as good as mine. Believe me. But I think I'm just getting excited. I think it's official. I'm officially getting excited for the NFL draft. Uh, for the time I record this, which is a Wednesday, to the time I, uh, from the time I, the NFL draft airs and over the weekend, it'll be all set and done. It'll be interesting to say, I can't wait to give you a full report card on these players that are coming and going here in the Denver Broncos, orange and blue. So there's your more Broncos. There's your rock talk. I'm going to go ahead and grab my uh, holiday, um, fork again and stick it in this segment again and put a. Put a big old fat bow on it and tell you to catch me on Twitter, AlexUVogel9. And this is episode 72 of Unnecessary Roughness. The Colorado Avalanche had a great, great season. By no means was it a failure at all one bit. But how can they improve next year and what would be a good benchmark to see that improvement, that to make it tangible, to, to kind of see the results getting better? I'm going to tell you about that next on the third and final segment of Unnecessary Roughness. Thanks for tuning in back momentarily. Hey everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, right here on my Twitter handle. Alex Uvogel 9 that's me. Uh, welcome back. I want to break down the Colorado Avalanche in the 2017-2018 season. Uh, very impressive season. Wasn't expecting them to squeak in the playoffs, but they did it uh, after the 10-game win streak, after the trip to Sweden, 
And after just battling, scratching, and clawing for that eighth and final spot in the Western Conference Finals, uh, excuse me, Western Conference Playoff bracket, they did it. And they made themselves in it, and they um, went a solid six games against the Nashville Predator team that was that was in the Stanley Cup playoffs last year. And so it was very that they were in the biggest game, the biggest series of the game last year in the play, uh, the, the, the Stanley Cup. So. I'm very proud of this team. I've been a diehard Avalanche fan since the 1995-96 season, and I'm, quite, I'm just proud of it. They, they, this team battled adversity all year long. They had injuries, which all teams do. Don't like to make excuses. They lost their number one defender, and they lost their number one goalie uh, right before the playoffs started. But the team did an amazing job just kind of rebounding and other players stepping up. Um, again, Amazing year, and, and I expect the team to grow from this year to next year. And I, I think it'd be successful season next year if the team could possibly, you know, just get to the next round of the playoffs from the first round at least to the second round. Heck, maybe even the Western Conference Finals, and just keep trying to just keep growing, keep moving forward from there. Uh, I just, I just watched, uh, I just watched the press conference from Joe Sackick. And one of the amazing, the funniest things he just said is he wants to try to get quicker and faster as if the team wasn't quick and fast enough. I don't know if any of you have seen the amazing playing ability of Nathan McKinnon. I don't know, he's got to be a top two or top three player in the NHL altogether. Uh, just when he has the puck, he's electric and he's also a great leader. Uh, and... If you see this guy, he's just amazingly fast. And Joe Sackick was saying he wants to try to even get faster. I mean, so uh, well, that, that just says something right there. That's a that's a very high praise and the high expectations being set. Uh, more so, the team uh, Joe wants to stay with the same youth movement uh, of the team. I mean, Nathan McKinnon's 22 years old. Um, there's about a handful of other players that are younger than him, either were 18, 19, 20, or 21, that are gotten quality NHL time and ready to take it to the ready to take their game to the next level. And I really think after an off season, coming back next year, just training camp, the team can really, um, I think, pick up where they did last year and move up in the standings. Uh, better from the eighth seed, maybe somewhere they can hoover around anywhere between the the second and maybe the sixth seed, somewhere in that area, somewhere or somehow, and the team can just keep, keep, keep getting better. Or more so, uh, the NHL is no slouch. It's a very tough, solid teams in there, year in, year out, vying for 16 playoff spots, to where from this, last year to this year, there's eight brand new playoff teams from last year to this year. So that tells you right then and there that there's a lot going on uh, with parity in the National Hockey League, which is also very, very uh, interesting. And uh, it, it's just a tough competitive league. That's, that's all I can really say. It's big boy hockey, if you will, right? Uh, I also like, you know, over the playoff, over the home stretch, getting into the playoffs and in the playoffs, I really loved the atmosphere uh, that was in the Pepsi Center. You could really see a new generation of fans just being enthused, uh, amped, and electrified um, to really root on their favorite hockey team, their top hockey team here uh, in Colorado at the Pepsi Center. I was very pleased to hear about just uh, just the right or ruckus of a crowd that there was uh, for games three, four, 
at six. Even though game six on Sunday was a bit of a, a bit of a, I just think the team lost a lot of a, <laughs> of energy, lost a little bit of the, their, you know, they, they got as far as they could with that team they had last year. So losing five to nothing in that final game, it's just a, it's a good wake up call to remember, hey, you still got work to do to get better. Um, to where they want to be, which is obviously hoisting a Stanley Cup trophy in the Pepsi Center uh, very soon in the, in the up and coming future. But you know, to get in the playoffs, get that experience, get some more games under their belts for this young crew, the young team, I should say, squad. It's been very beneficial and it's very promising. And you just gotta love to see it. And you're lastly getting the playoff push to uh, you know push a team to six games. Uh, very resilient and a never quit type of attitude. And if I can just carry that onto next year, and like I said, move up the standings, that's gonna be a very, a very promising, very promising. And I think it'd be very good for this young team, very fast, quick team that wants to get younger and faster. Uh, Jared Bednar will be around another year, at least one more year. And, and I'm fine with that. You don't have to, uh, the general management and the higher upper end brass does not have to up the, the coach to a big long contract you can only play one year at a time right and so uh, i think one year at a time keep uh, keep the coach from being complacent keep the guys held holding them accountable to where their assignments are on the hot ice and where they need to be i think that's very uh i think it's very wise for the gym management and especially joe sackett uh going forward in the next uh in the next one year at a time really play the game one year at a time don't live your life one day at a time don't cliche right so stick with it in sports stick with it in professional hockey league don't look too far down the road just kind of keep it one day at a time easy cup easy go one year extension for jared bednar it's awesome uh between him and joe sackett they have a great working relationship uh and quite frankly joe sackett has all the confidence in the world in jared bednar to keep pursuing on uh, to where they want to be in the right direction the team wants to go so very awesome very awesome. i mean I, i'm excited just talking about this and reading about this and sharing it with you guys uh where this team's gonna go even though they just seem just got knocked out of the playoffs and uh but i want more as a fan as a diehard avalanche fan my burgundy and blue i mean obviously i want to be compete for play uh compete for stanley cups you know year in year out like it was when i was a kid it seems like they're just the, you know, they're just, from 1996 to 2002, the Avalanche were like, yeah, they're in the playoffs again. Yeah, what's well, new? I took it for granted. But now that they, it's so hard to get to the playoffs to get to where they want to go, I'm not taking this at all for granted. I think it's awesome where the team just wants to keep building and going from there. Uh, once again, a very young team. Uh, it's a very, the average age is in the low 20s. So it's, uh, and, and the team, more importantly, is earning the respect of the league more so from their highly highly touted veterans around the league uh and they just, just keep getting better uh but more so trying to think of a few of the quick uh just a quick few other things i want to touch on before i kind of you know put it into the segment here and the avalanche season here and move on with the nfl draft and obviously the baseball season from here on out uh colorado has a you know an off season of to-do list you know maybe they'll find a Maybe they'll get a free agent, but I like the youth movement they're going with. Just building, they're building good brick and mortar type of players, hockey players. They're drafting them, they're developing them in the developmental leagues and giving them the right time. When their time's due, 
to come up to the big boys, come up to the bright lights and play that way. Uh, I would kind of, just, just to me as a personal, because I like the way they're building the team organically through the draft and developmental squads. I really don't want to see a big free agent signing splash. I want to kind of stay the course with this team, how, how it's just kind of growing the way it is and keeps getting better for how young it is to maybe somehow throw in a veteran. I mean, it really couldn't hurt, but I think it would hurt a little bit in the chemistry and development to the point to where hmm, let's just keep this, just leave it organic. Don't throw any free agents at it. That's just me. That's that's just me and my, my opinion with it. So, but with the long-term build, I think the right way is to do it is to draft as well as develop uh, your, your star players from here on out. But anyway, anywho, Colorado Avalanche fans, it's been an awesome season. You have nothing to be ashamed of. 95 points from 46 the previous year is astounding. The fourth ever best turnaround in NHL history. And, and that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So be tuned. Stay tuned for what? October, end of September, end of October, where the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche, gets get gears going again uh, for the for, for training camp. Just be happy. Be, you know, enjoy the rest of the playoff hockey and see where it goes from here. I'm not going to – I'll definitely keep you in the know. Tweet out any news and tidbits of information of free agents and what the schedule will be coming up here and the draft and all the young prospects. So this, that, and the other. With Avalanche fans, you had a great season. Stay the course and just keep – you blew away expectations. Still, who thought this would be the, uh, an accelerated rebuilding season as it is to where they got a little taste of – of the NHL playoffs, which is always electric, especially into six games, not getting swept in four. But I can go on and on and on and on. I'm just gonna like I gotta do what I do best, especially when it comes to holiday turkey. Stick a fork in it. That's very necessary on unnecessary roughness. Right here in my Twitter handle. Thank you to the new app. What's it called? Uh, Excel. Am uh, I gotta look at it? Gotta, I'll get you the app momentarily. Guys, thanks for joining me. I'm Alex Vogel. Check me out on Twitter, AlexUVogel9. All things Broncos, Rockies, Nuggets, and Avalanche. Till next week, keep it frosty. And uh, hey, do something nice. Be kind to each other. Would you help that old lady across the street? Would you? Anyways, keep it frosty. Gotta hit the streets. Gotta hit the showers, too.